Dick dang diddly, it's the motherfucking spook show. And for the month of February 2023, we're diving into the wide, weird world of psychological horror. A subgenre that's about as densely populated and diverse as the horror genre itself. That population is even bigger when you consider the fact that there's a fair number of flicks labeled as psychological thrillers that are really just horror movies. There's a joke there, actually. What do you call a horror movie that wins mainstream awards? A psychological thriller! Or at least that's how it used to be. Now we've got a new term for those types of flicks, and a new genre. Elevated horror. It's a genre I've given some grief to in the past, it's true. But I've actually come around on it a bit. Because it means we're one step closer to horror actually being recognized and respected as a genre. The term may make your eyes roll, but we've gotten to a point where we're at least calling them horror movies now. Because rest assured, the elevated horror of today is the psychological thrillers of yesteryear. However, the truth is, there's really only a small amount of true elevated horror films. 1983's The Lift being the prime example about a killer elevator. Uh, and I'd also include 2010's Devil, which takes place predominantly in an elevator. And uh, I'd give an honorable mention to uh, Final Destination 2 because it features a pretty intense scene with an elevator. Do you get the point? It's, eleva it's <laughs> elevator horror. That's, that's, the, that's the joke. I see where that's going. <laughs> so, so how far back does the psychological horror film go? Unsurprisingly, right back to the roots of horror. Many people cite 1920's The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari as the first example. And for feature-length examples, it very well could be. But I love my deepish-cut hot takes, so my offering for earliest known psychological horror flick is 1890s, or 1889s, I couldn't really see which... I saw both years attributed to it. Uh, Monkey Shines Number 1, directed by William K.L. Dixon and William Hyes. It's roughly 30 seconds... And it's an experimental film that features an out-of-focus pale figure just standing there and gesturing weirdly. Technically, it's not even listed as a horror film. It's listed as a documentary. But give it a watch and the visual presented will probably look super familiar, having been stylistically recreated in all manner of trippy horror flicks and various so-called deep web nightmare videos. It looks like something straight out of that. So that's that's my pick for earliest known psychological horror movie. <laughs> Which, obviously we can't... Well, I mean, you could talk about a 30-second <laughs> short film from the 1890s. I was going to say, finally, the length that'll hold even my attention. There you go. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's just on, like so many things from that era, it's just on YouTube. You can just look that shit up and watch it. It, it won't even take you a minute. It's wonderful. Wow. <laughs> Like, that's why it's so misleading. Like, my numbers on Letterboxd, like, I've watched... Like, I have watched a lot of movies, but those numbers are slightly misleading because a lot of them are, like, one-minute shorts. <laughs> like, okay. like I, I think a couple of weeks ago, like, according to Letterboxd, I watched, like, almost 100 movies in the span of a week. Yeah, like, 80 of those were one-minute shorts, so it really doesn't count. <laughs> or it does oh, okay. count, but it's it's cheeky. It's a little It's a little cheap way of doing it. Uh, but, Padding uh, the numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to pad the numbers. Um, 
So yeah, let's let's get into some psychological horror shenanigans. Uh, I suppose uh, we can start with uh, Fish's pick. Fish still MIA <laughs> uh, in the, uh, I don't know, I think, she, I think she's in Amityville Island currently. Maybe maybe fighting a shark, maybe riding a shark, maybe jumping a shark, something with a shark. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but she picked Shutter Island from 2010, which uh, I, don't, I don't have any notes from her this month. So, but that's okay because I wrote some stuff. I actually had like I, I had a good time rewatching it. I don't think I can't remember if I've seen it since I saw it in theaters back when it first came out. So it was a cool rewatch, mm-hmm. and and it, it allowed me to look at it in a slightly different way. First of all, let's get the 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 elephant in the room addressed. Technically, this is counted as a psychological thriller and not a psychological horror movie. But as I just said in the in the monologue, it, there a lot of them. There's some psychological thrillers that you're like, yeah, I get that. Like that's not a horror movie, but psychological thrillers like the best way to define this. This toes the line, and also just like I did with um, Silence of the Lambs, this movie's got a lot of horror prestige actors in it, uh, such as uh, where, where did I? I uh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right off the bat, got his start, or one of his er- earlier movies, was Critters 3. Mark Ruffalo was in The Dentist. Ben Kingsley is the man who, or I'm sorry, Sir Ben Kingsley, is the man who agreed to be in a U- in U-Bowl's Blood Rain movie simply because no one had ever asked him to play a vampire before. That's a fucking hilarious story. <laughs> uh, Max von Sydow is, well, Max von Sydow, a horror legend if for nothing else than his role as Father Merrick in The Exorcist. Ted Levine, a.k.a. Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, a.k.a. Rusty Nail from Joyride. Uh, Elias Cotes from, from The Prophecy and Fallen. Jackie Earl Haley, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger number two. So it's got a lot of horror actors in it, and it's kind of got a horror element to, to the movie itself. Um, plus, it's, it's just fun to just think of like Martin Scorsese doing any kind of a horror movie. So I'd say it's worth it alone to, to qualify on that that basis yeah it definitely walks the line and kind of like you were saying in your uh your intro there it's like i do kind of have a hard time differentiating it's like horror thriller suspense i'm like i don't know if i'm on edge like that's kind of scary to me (laughs) so it's yeah they all kind of come together like i i can see the differences sort of sometimes it's a lot more obvious than other times yeah right but yeah shutter island specifically was uh it definitely had, like, spooky elements in it, like, because at least personally, I'm thinking in terms of, like, what if I was Leo's character, and then you're, like, you know, trapped in your head and trying to figure out what the hell's going on? That's mm-hmm. scary. Like, it's yeah. it's different than, like, yeah, you know, Slasher coming to get you, right. but still scary. <laughs> but, uh, and again, like, the, the, the or at least some of the primary examples of psychological horror they are supposed to be a little bit more focused on the mental aspects of the horror. So in that, in that respect, it counts. Uh, plus like, yeah, you've just got, it's like sanitarium horror. It's like, it's got some horror elements. Like there's thriller elements and then there's horror. Elements. It toes the line between the two, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it probably toes closer to thriller lines just because like, 
I, I could not that I know, but I could see Martin Scorsese, at least the idea of Martin Scorsese being the type of guy that would never stoop low enough to make a horror movie, air quotes. But, yeah, he'd be like, I would never. And they'd be like, what about Shutter Island? And he's like, that's not horror. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a thriller. Um, but that's fine, because I disagree. <laughs> to a point, I disagree. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, Nephew, what did you... What, what did you think? Did you see? Had you seen this one before? I can't remember. Yeah, I'd seen Shutter Island before. Um, I see. I didn't consider it horror. Yeah. But I was. I was watching. I was like, it's it's a, it's a thriller movie. Um, like it, it. I don't know. I put it in the same area. I would like Shawshank Redemption. Um. Yeah. Inception, like th- those kinds of movies. Like I, I didn't really find it terrifying. Like. Don't get me wrong. Like the the insanity of it is is incorrect. Like like is is scary, but yeah. Just because there's scary content in it, do just that to me that doesn't make it horror. Right. I feel like, that. Yeah. Yeah. And... Like, and it was more of a thriller because yeah, like, it's, yeah. Like it won awards. If thriller, well we'll get into that yeah no we will but like also on top of that like i just i don't feel i don't know i i just because it was in an insane asylum right and had scary moments to me it it was it was a thriller it, it didn't pa- it didn't pass the horror mustard for you no not for me it's not a horror for me it's it's a it's a thriller it's it's a drama and and it's real good don't get me wrong. Real yeah. good, not a horror. In my Fair in enough. my opinion, yeah, yeah it did. It didn't no, but that's that. that's why I like because like other people like their umbrella, their horror umbrellas are like sized differently, and, and like have little pinholes in them that like don't hit certain. Like um, most re- like Violent Night, the the David Harbor Santa Claus. Yeah. Like that's listed as a horror movie. I saw that movie. I love the hell out of it. It is not a horror movie to me. No, all. that's like action comedy. Yeah, it's action comedy. Um, and I loved a, it too. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But like, just a, a couple of gory deaths does not make it like because if by that by that um, measure, just because there's a couple of gory deaths, then the more modern uh, Sylvester Stallone Rambo film is a pure torture porn horror film. Because the gore in that movie rivals mm-hmm. any horror movie I've ever seen. So if if that's just the barrier to entry to be classified as horror, then Rambo is a horror movie. Um, and it's weird being the person that's like, I don't include this as a horror movie when everyone else, or not everyone, but a lot of other people do. So it was, it was interesting being on the other side of it. Like and, and and that's also like because if that's the case, then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would be considered <laughs> yeah. a horror. And like to me, see why that ending does very scary. Yeah, the ending, yes. yeah, the ending does get kind of a little spooky and and very gory. Yeah. So like, they're they're just like okay. Like so that's that's why I was like I was watching this and I'm like. No, no. Now that he's allowed us to watch this on the show, he's gonna have to allow us to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he can't talk himself out of it because this isn't horror. Like, I was like, Mm-mm. Well, yes, like, yes, I can. Because this is more horror than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm gonna take back my stripper Godzilla I got you. What the hell? That was a gift. <laughs> I know. Also, I have, like, watching it again, I I decided to 
like see if I could come at it from a different angle. And I think there's a plausible case to be made. And and with my headcanon theory, it becomes more of a horror movie, I think. So the movie plays out. Um, and at first it's, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a mystery. He's looking for a missing woman. Uh, and he's presented as a detective. And then the twist is, is that he's actually been a patient at the asylum the whole time. Spoilers for Shutter Island, a movie that's 13 years old, by the way. Um, but it's revealed but, that Funnily he's... enough... Yeah? Oh, sorry. No, uh, yeah, you know, oh, spoilers for a 13-year-old movie. I actually had not seen it and did not know the twist, so this was a lot of fun for me. Nice, that's good. <laughs> um, but it's revealed that he he is a patient, he's been a patient at the asylum, and he keeps reliving, um, like, this whole fantasy scenario, and they're trying to snap him out of it to keep from having to lobotomize him. Which is a it's a great twist. It really catches you off guard. Uh, and and watching it again, I knew it was coming. So instead, I watched it from the perspective of trying to prove that he's not a patient. And it you can actually, I think, make a pretty strong argument that he he was a detective. He did go to the island to for on a missing persons case and what we're actually seeing is him being indoctrinated into believing he's insane because he's looking into human experimentation that they want to keep hidden um let's see i i wrote down let me see if i can go through what i wrote um whole conspiracy patient experimentation patient experimentation plot was not a fiction created by psychosis but actually real and what we're really seeing is teddy already on the edge of sanity like not that he's completely sane he's on the edge of, of losing it but he's being subjected to the very experiment he's investigating indoctrinated into being crazy with the intent to test psychotropic drug methods of brainwashing against a counter experiment using surgery to brainwash people the similarities to the reality littered throughout the investigation could have been arranged to push Teddy into accepting what happened, but it just as easily could have been the breadcrumbs to lay the groundwork for his indoctrination. Like, if you look at it from a certain way, all the all the stuff that he is eventually faced with, that it's like, you're insane and here's the evidence, all of that su stuff was, was already, like, from our perspective in the movie was presented to him as he was be as he was conducting his investigation as he was being given like pr potentially been given drugs through the mm -hmm. cigarettes or or through the pills that he's been taking um so if all of that is true then they could have used his past trauma the fact that he's wavering on sanity to begin with and then littering in all these little like elements of the mystery to then, once the drugs have taken effect, convince him that that everything he's trying to do is just his imagination, when and to dissuade him from looking into the human experimentation, <clears throat> while subjecting him to the human experimentation. Right. Um, I think that went a few layers deeper than where my mind went, but I had kind of similar thoughts because I mean, I, I guess that's kind of how it's all being presented, right? But like. Right. 
as it kept happening, I'm like, where it's like, you're the patient here. I'm like, I don't know, man. Seems pretty sus to me still. <laughs> yeah, because and especially especially given the fact that like who 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 was giving us this information that he was a patient there the whole time? The people running the place. Yeah. Yeah. Why, and why should we trust them? Yeah, exactly. Like we're we're like kind of like led to believe that we should trust them, but like everything prior to that in the movie indicates that we should not trust them at all. <laughs> and even certain interactions, like when he's talking to um, um, noise in, in the, the dangerous patient cell, like, and then Ben Kingsley's character is reading back to him a transcript of what happened. Like he's just tweaking a specific phrase to make him think that he was um, uh, Ladius. But that completely discounts everything else that was said in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple other instances in that final reveal where it's like they cherry picked exactly what parts of, of, of his experience to use to convince him that he was actually insane while completely ignoring everything else that, that would have disproven that or worked against that. So I think you could take it either way. I I think either either ending is is pretty cool. Um, regardless, because if you take it the ending of what he is a patient, and then he like he does snap out of it at the end, but he chooses to pretend that he hasn't because he would rather be lobotomized than face the the terrible tragedy that was in his life. Mm -hmm. Like that's a uh, well, that's yeah. a great fucking ending. It's yeah, because there, uh, there's yeah, so much trauma, like yeah. from the war and personal life. Like, mm -hmm. you could definitely see how he'd be like, you know what? It does sound pretty good to just not think about it at all, or not yeah. even be able to, like, you know not what? even know about it. Yeah, lobotomy mm -hmm. sounds nice. So, like, that's a great ending. I think it's equally a great ending if he's been duped and fooled mm -hmm. into it. <laughs> it's a darker ending. Well, I don't know. They're both kind of dark endings. But, yeah, but I think I think either way you look at it, it's a pretty great ending. Mm -hmm. um, but I I feel like I don't know maybe it was just me that I was I just kind of took it at face value. It's like oh shit, he was a patient the whole time. That's a great twist, and I didn't like look that deep in d much deeper into it. But watching it again, I I tried to, and I was like, you know what? There's an argument here, and that's kind of cool. <laughs> there was a little bit when when that whole thing was being revealed, where they're like, oh, where he's like, oh, where's Chuck or whatever. And he's like, wait, there, you don't have a partner, blah, blah, blah. I, for, my mind went to like, oh, was there not even a guy there? Like, <laughs> right? was Mark Ruffalo not even real? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> they took our Ruffalo away. I know. Uh, but actually, we've yeah. We've just we were... been imagining him for years. Like, it's actually been Ed Norton playing the Hulk the whole time. But we just imagined Mark Ruffalo because we have this shared, like, delusion mm -hmm. that Mark Ruffalo exists. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Because uh, I, I watched this with my fiance and she looked yeah. up some stuff afterwards. Um, and one of the interesting parts that I, I noticed it was a thing, but it didn't tip me off was in the beginning where it's like, oh, turn over your guns. And he kind of awkwardly fumbles and then ends up taking out the whole entire holster. Yeah. And then like hands it over. I noticed that, but I, I thought two things when it came to that. One, I thought like, well, he was maybe like, well, if I don't have the gun, there's no point in having the holster because that shit's uncomfortable. Right. And two... Uh, 
I don't know, clothes in the 50s were weird and complicated, so he's sitting there fumbling <laughs> with it. I'm like, well, he's probably undoing, like, 50 buckles on the thing, so that makes sense. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's actually quite a few little tip-offs that, that he's not who he says he is. Because I also noticed um, when they're doing the, they're conducting the patient interviews, mm-hmm. um, and they're talking about his character, um, uh, but his character is Doctor uh, the Doctor, yeah. Like, the woman that they're interviewing keeps giving Mark Ruffalo nervous glances, and he's giving her, like, weird side-eye, too. Which is completely, you're completely oblivious to that if you don't know he's in on it. Yeah, if, for if sure. You, if you do know he's in on it, you're like, oh, shit. It's yeah, so I, clear. I just saw it as someone, yeah, at an asylum getting interrogated, so they're already, yeah. you know, they're starting out not well, and then being right. put under that sort of pressure, just kind of, like, looking around like, uh <laughs> right so yeah there were there were actually like quite a few little which is uh, interesting because there's so many tip-offs that mark ruffalo isn't who he says he is i didn't see nearly as many tip-offs that leo wasn't who he said he was mm. like it's like his side of it is played pretty straight most of the time he's clearly going through psychological issues yeah but the only thing that that after the fact that that kind of pokes holes in the theory that he's he's actually being indoctrinated is that initial um hallucination he has of his wife and the fire um and she starts burning up and turning to ash her stomach does start to bleed which, i noticed that too which yeah. ties into him shooting her um, yeah, I thought that was weird too. At first, I was like, "Okay, the fire part I get, but yeah, why is uh, yeah. why is all that going?" <laughs> but that's that's like the biggest hole in the theory, mm-hmm. which is admittedly potentially a pretty big one. But at the same time, like even when we're revealed the truth or what we're told is the truth, like there's no real indication to trust that either. Like, it could literally have just been something else as to why the blood was there. But, like, the most clearest explanation is, like, that was the indication that he'd actually shot her and that's how she died. So, that fits together a lot more neatly, I will admit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, at the very least, it was fun going into it, trying to take it from that perspective and seeing if I could, like, even begin to form, a like, a plausible alternative theory to what's going on in the movie and i, I was happy oh, yeah. that i kind of could <laughs> i mean that that kind of stuff is great it, yeah it's just fun to think like oh what if because there's enough material going any which way where you could be like you know maybe this argument's not as strong but still you know it's it's worth considering or just like right. yeah just cool to think about like oh if this was the way it went down like oh shit that kind of changes where this this and this happened so yeah, yeah. Anybody got anything else? I mean, that was my big thing. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's a big part of it for me. I mean, it's to me, this is one of those one, like big movies I just never saw that I'm very happy to cross off the list because, yeah, it yeah. was absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's great. And mm-hmm. I, I love Scorsese. Scorsese, honestly, was the director that got me to respect Leo as an actor. Because, like, it was, oh, yeah. it was seeing him in Gangs of New York that I was like, you know what? He is talented. And I kind of, oh, God. Yeah, that movie's so good. Yeah. And then, like, they did it. They they did. It was Gangs of New York started, but The Aviator is what really sold me on Leonardo being a uh, an amazing fucking actor. Because that's a I've, three, I've not seen that one. It's a three hour biopic about 
uh, Howard Hawks. Wait, Howard Hawks? Uh, Howard, H- Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Yeah, it's a three-hour biopic about Hi- Howard Hughes. I fucking love it. Okay. <laughs> I've watched it multiple times. Wow. So, so I think that's like, if you know me and the sort of shit that I watch, I think the fact that it's a three-hour biopic about Howard Hughes, Howard Hughes that I've watched multiple times and would totally yeah. watch again at any point is a is a testament to how good that fucking movie is all right um, actually yeah that that's that's one thing i'll say about uh a shutter island i love it when i'm like i you know sometimes i see a long run time this one's like two hours 20 and i'm like yeah. kind of like okay i was not bored the entire time no, if, if a movie can well. be like two plus hours you know sometimes stretching into three and just like be engaging and not like you know, want to just like, oh, let me check the time on my phone, like, you know, every right. five minutes. Like, is this shit done yet? Like, no, I didn't feel that at all. Yeah, no, it's got, it's got great pacing. It's got, it's got a great flow to it. it, it and it keeps, yeah, it keeps you invested. Because there's, mm-hmm. there's all these little interesting, weird characters. Like, even though he's only in one scene, I love the little uh, Elias Codius, like, thing where he's playing, playing Lattice. Like it's just it, like that scene right there is just so fucking creepy. And he's all scarred up and he's got the weird eye. Yeah. Um, and, and the the little uh, scene with uh, Leo and Ted Levine as the warden taking the drive, talking about the the violent nature of man. <laughs> and kind yeah, of like that, that was that was like each other. Yeah, some of that stuff like. Uh yeah, like man of violence versus a violent man. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and he's like, uh, oh, what was he? he's like, this close? Like I, you know, I could like come at you or whatever. But it's like, but could you get away before you'd lose an eye or something? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> that was uh, threatening in a whole different sort of way. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, so many great little characters and so many little mysteries. That it keep it keeps you going the whole the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Nephi, do you have anything more? Not really. Um I mean it it was it was interesting to see like the different ways that it could be taken and like how well it was set up to be that twist at the end. Right. But I also do love that it was left to be kind of depending on how you watch it, up to multiple interpretations. Yeah. Um but like not really a lot like of original thoughts at least on on shutter island other than what to parrot what you guys said essentially right so uh well i gave it a few i gave it favorite story um especially once i did my like alternative interpretation i was like I love that you can do that. I love that it's possible to do an alternative interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so favorite story, uh, comfiest because it is a pretty of of the ones we watched this month. It was the comfiest of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that was it. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to buy myself time and. Oh no, Kettle! What did that. you give it? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I could go. I gave it several. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I gave it favorite story. Uh, also comfiest mm. i went with most quotable um because a lot of those things like yeah the uh violent man men of violence just like a lot of that kind of just really well written dialogue yeah. and i i looked it up i looked up the the actual quote for that when he's with the warden so it's warden 
if I was to sink my teeth into your eye right now, would you be able to stop me before I blinded you? Teddy, give it a try. Warden, that's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, great fucking dialogue in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, and then favorite music, because I feel like it just it, it used its music really well just to kind of be them- thematic and like build up the tension and yeah. just kind of everything it did with that. Uh, and really, with all those put together, most entertaining. Because yeah, I mm. I love that story. It was great. Yeah, and now, yeah, now thinking about it too, like the, the score, like parts of the score were very like horror movie esque. They were horror movie esque without being like the grating violin. That's like, right. all right, yeah. when's the jump scare? Right. Yeah. But it definitely was designed to like create a sense of unease and creepiness in some mm-hmm. some of the parts. I would agree. Uh, it got comfiest movie for me because, yeah, like you said, out of all the movies that we watched today, <laughs> this, or this today, this month, um, yeah, it's the only one that really can get that one from me because the rest <laughs> of them were not comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Black Swan, which is also oh. from 2010. Oh, that's your pick. That was my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't write anything up but i i've got well no i've got some notes i just didn't write like a like a lead in or anything like that but um essentially like one of the main reasons like i didn't realize that this was considered a horror movie um until like i saw it on letterboxd's uh top 250 horror movies it's like number nine and I was like, oh, I guess, I guess it is. And, and yeah, that was the whole inspiration behind picking psychological horror from this month. Cause it's called a psychological horror movie. Uh, and having seen it. Yeah, no, that's an accurate representation. Uh, yeah. Darren, Darren Aronofsky, uh, probably. Uh, he's probably most famous for Requiem for a dream. I imagine. Or at least that's the movie that he got yeah. you know, big off. Well, of, he also did. He also did, um, Gorna- uh, he did, uh, da, 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 Fodger Nutters. Uh, he did Whale. He just did Whale with Brendan Fraser. Oh, that, that was an Aronofsky? Yes, it was. It oh, was nice. a, a I'm more interested in seeing that now. Um, he also did, um, fuck, now I can't remember. I just was reading an article on his movies, too. Like, that's the messed up part. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Um, let's see, I've got it. Thankfully, I've got all the pages pulled up so I can easily... Oh, he started with Pi. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like Pi. <laughs> Pi to me was, was like a, a, a slog to get through. Uh, oh. And it was just like... Like, yeah, weird experimental math porn is what is what Pi felt like for me. But okay. I love Requiem for a Dream. That's basically a fucking horror movie. That is a horror He did movie, do The Wrestler with, mm-hmm. with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I love The Wrestler. I've not seen The Fountain, Noah, Mother. Mother was one of his, which I just got on DVD. Yeah, that watch. was uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I want to yeah. watch it because I, I really enjoy Jennifer Lawrence. She's, yeah. she, is a, she is a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Actress. Either one. I don't know. I'm so used. I've watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood far too many times, and 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 at right. this point, it's just actor, and I mean actor. I don't mean actress because the word actress is nonsensical. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like uh, obviously, like I knew about the movie, but I didn't really like give it 
much of a thought. Like, I didn't really have much of an interest in it. So I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Again, Natalie Portman, an actress I've probably given a lot of shit to over the years. She did great in this. This, yeah, this turned me around. On I'm, I'm like, all right, fair enough. You're actually like really talented and incredible. And the stuff I usually give her shit for is like her, her stuff work in like the Star Wars and Thor movies, which to her credit, those characters aren't very interesting or well written. <laughs> so but I they are fantastic even... paydays they're great paydays yeah I, I can't dispute the fact that i i hope she got like a good like satchel of money to run away from with with the with that shit but like yeah it doesn't really like you know it it doesn't really make her like the most talented actress ever if you see her in those movies but to be fair look at what she's being given to work with like so seeing her get to sink her teeth into a really, like, kind of interesting and quirky character and just, like, fucking nail it mm-hmm. was really... Because re- that's the thing. Like, usually if I give, like, an actor or a director a lot of shit, it's because I want to see more better things from them. Like, I, if anything, like, I, I'm waiting for, like, the project of theirs that I see that, that blows me away. Like I want that, I, and mm-hmm. and Black Swan for me was was that for um, Natalie Portman, which That's like awesome. prior to that, like Natalie Portman, it's like well she was really good in Leon the Professional. It's like yeah, but she's like a kid in that. <laughs> she did really I, good in it, but she's just like a child. I think she was also the kid in uh, Heat. <laughs> oh, she might have been. I never saw Heat. Oh. That's that's heard, a good one. I hear Heat is like amazing. It's like one of the greatest like crime action movies ever. Mm-hmm. Very very. It's got good. an amazing like... cast, so I'm sold on the cast alone. Oh, for sure. Um. So yeah, it was it was great seeing her like actually show like how 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 um what's the word potent she can be as an actress. Uh, and I actually get to watch a Natalie Portman movie where like I I like. I like her. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm not uh, irritated by you for once. Yeah, no, I'm just blown away. And if anything, like seeing her in the more subpar, like Star Wars Thor roles made it even more like amazing to see her in this. Um, apparently this, this was a bit of a passion project for Aronofsky. Like they, he's been working on it, or he initially approached uh, Natalie Portman about doing it back in 2000. So it took about 10 damn years to get the movie made. Damn. Um, and uh, it had it, it had a budget of only $13 million, so not a huge budget. Mm-hmm. And, and it pulled in over $300 million, so very successful. Uh, and it being officially classified psychological horror, it's a horror film. One of the rare instances where a horror film was nominated for Academy Awards. Five Academy Awards this got uh, nominated nice. for. Damn. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Cinematography, and Best Film Editing. And uh, Natalie Portman won for Best Actress. So it's an Academy Award winning horror film. Very rare. Holy shnit. Um and very very interesting that they didn't i feel like they did kind of try and slap on uh or or strip away its horror genre and call it a thriller for a minute there 
Because I think that's why I kind of slept on it, because I'm just like, it It just seems like a, a drama thriller with ballet dancers. Because a lot of the promotion, like, really kind of buried how much of a horror movie it was, and how much of a body horror movie it turns out to be. Right? Like, oh, it was so good, though. The fact that this movie features multiple scenes where Natalie Portman just starts turning into a goddamn swan, literally, mm -hmm. was so cool. <laughs> right? Um, and then also, it was, it was a very unexpected encounter when, when, out of nowhere, holy shit, that's a baby-faced Sebastian Stan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed him, too. I was like, oh, shit. It's What's up, Bucky? Soldier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What are you doing here? Uh, and it was, I didn't realize Winona Ryder was in this too. So it was cool just seeing her in the mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. I didn't realize she was here. So yeah, overall, um, very much enjoyed it. Had a great time with it. Glad I finally got to see it. Uh, what'd you guys think? I loved it. It was artsy farsy, but like in all the best ways. Mm -hmm. like it, it it made me um remember just like why i i really don't give ballet dancers ever like i not that i ever need a reminder but like ballet, right. the, like the hard work that ballet dancers go through yeah the physical like, yeah endurance like, and trauma they put oh, themselves God. through their feet are like i and i don't mean like their feet are oh my god they are yeah they're not pretty feet because of what they do to them and like I, I just like that in itself ballet in itself is a beautiful horror yeah like but then combine it with like the i still can't get like the chick like the goose pimples out of my brain where like every when she'd do something and like just the the press of the feathers would like go ripple across her skin i was like i know mm -hmm. that's cg but that is such good cg yeah or whatever visual effect oh, they did it yeah, looked amazing like, oh it looked it was great. effective as hell it like the first time it happened i was like i'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> what what was that because like i forgot what i was watching at first i'm not gonna lie right and then uh and then all of a sudden she does like that happens and i'm like i'm i'm, I'm sorry did her skin just like pucker did, yeah did her skin just move yeah you Go don't up? expect you don't you go into this movie you don't expect to see a woman turn into a goddamn bird but like the movie no. goes there <laughs> like, like, we are here yeah hello um but no, like i genuinely just had a good time watching this like this was almost comfiest just simply because like it is just very visually appeasing yeah like, oh yeah it's fucking gorgeous yeah like even when it's unsettling and creepy like it's still beautiful mm-hmm mm -hmm. but like no I, I and honestly i forgot it was natalie portman as well yeah no she became that character which was again that was what was so rewarding about seeing her in this is that like yeah you can forget and, it's Natalie Portman. And and Mila Kunis was in it too. I was like, Mila, right? it's you. She was great. She was. And like it made me realize how much weight they lost for the roles too. They did they apparently went through a year of, of ballet training. Yeah. 
which yeah, you can tell because like Mila Mila's skinny. Yeah. But she ain't normally that skinny, you know? Yeah. Like Like I just I I like the entire movie as a whole like looking into like how it was potentially made. Right. Um like which I didn't because it wasn't my movie, but like I I definitely want to. Like I just like the both the movie itself and the entire like the process of what went into making it yeah. intrigues the heck out of me also there's a book i think on it and i'm gonna totally snag the book <laughs> yeah and apparently it's very um very inspired by various works of roman polanski as well so rosemary's Plans- baby um, yeah well uh, i think what Dar- darren aronofsky uh the tenant i think was one of the ones he quoted as it being inspired by and repulsion repulsion was and, and i having seen repulsion i can see that mm-hmm. i can see the repulsion influences in it um mm. And also uh, uh, another member of the cast that I absolutely love because every time he always plays such sleazy characters, but I always love him. Vincent Castle as the uh, the director of the play. Oh, right, 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 right. Which, uh, now if you could potentially remember him from Brotherhood of the Wolf, he was the villain in Brotherhood of the Wolf. Oh, God, I just remember the horrific death of my favorite person. (laughs) Uh, he was also in uh, fuck, uh, Irreversible as well, ah. which he did not play a sleazy character. Well, as much of a sleazy character. He was kind of a hero in that, but realistically, there were no heroes in Irreversible. So, <laughs> but so yeah, Vincent Castle is wonderful. Really... <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was all I really... Like, it got... Um, it got a favorite story for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because like there's multiple ways you could look at it for the story, right? Um, it got sleeper hit, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't. It was just the one that I re- like. I kind of did this. I just didn't pay attention to it, I guess, and I don't know why. Um, probably because Natalie Portman. Like I just I yeah really, yeah like the, Natalie Portman and the fact that like. Yeah, it really didn't seem like I was like, okay, it's it's a ballet horror or like a ballet drama, like yeah, like I think it came out at a time and was presented in such a way that I, it was like mainstream popular and that turned me off immediately. And then also, yeah, starring Natalie Portman, I was like, well, I'm not really a huge fan of hers, so mm-hmm. it didn't really interest me. No, but it then it got favorite SFX because the those skin pimplies mm-hmm. just are stuck in my head and everything else in the, like that we've watched this month, like that just is still embedded in my head. So it got favorite <laughs> SFX for that and most entertaining. Cause I, I'd, I'd watch it again. Yeah, no, I'd totally watch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think? Kettle? Uh, well, yeah, this one was, uh, interesting. Kind of to your point, I didn't see it back in the day. I didn't even know it was, like, really more of a horror, to be honest. Yeah. I knew it was, like, kind of weird, maybe thriller thing, just based off of what I knew about it. And I knew that there was a sex scene in it. And I was like, okay, well, that's... We, I, yeah, I think we all might have known <laughs> about the yeah. sex scene. In fact, I probably, you know, I don't remember for sure, but, but back in the day, I was like, I don't want to watch this movie, but I do want to see that, so I just look it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Because <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's one of those like it's ballet, it's all that. Like, I didn't think I would not necessarily hate it, but like be kind of like, eh. But it was definitely a lot more captivating than I anticipated it being. Right. Uh, and yeah, to your point, it's just very well shot. Uh, like the the juxtaposition of like the ballet play and the story going on in like the real world or whatever, or you know, in her mind as well. Right. Um. I thought that all meshed really well, and it it was just like a lot of uneasy type of stuff, especially like her relationship with her mom, because her mom is like one of those uh, makes you feel bad about everything type of things. It seemed like, and I'm just like, oh no, taking out the resentment of not achieving their dreams on their child type. Of yeah, weird. yeah. Because yeah. the one that really hit me was just like, oh, I got you a cake to congratulate you. She's like, oh no, not right now. She's like, oh, well then the cake is worthless, and it's like you went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, that. Fucking escalated incredibly <laughs> fast. Holy yeah. shit. She'll have cake later, bitch. God damn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um So yeah, it, it was I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Like I wasn't enthralled by it, maybe like some others were, but like right. it is cool to see a horror movie like that and you know, one actually get uh recognition and awards for it. So for that, I definitely can appreciate I don't know. All of it in general, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cr- I can hear the ice clinking in the glass. I fucking Oh, I apologize. <laughs> I, I didn't mean fine. to have that so close. <laughs> no, it, it was it was a great ambiance. I'm like, oh, okay. Man. I'm just rambling pour, here at this point, so, I you know. Pour myself a drink now. Oh, well. <laughs> um no, I did. I only had a couple of a couple of quick notes. One Sebastian Stan, like he surprised <laughs> seeing him surprised that out of me. Uh, but yeah, no, if doing my homework just meant masturbating, I would have gotten so much more homework done. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> you, you go home and you like, do you touch yourself? And it's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's your homework assignment. I'm like, motherfucker. I would have gotten straight A's. I'd have had a 4.0 if the, if the teacher's like, yeah, for homework, go bust a nut. I'm like, oh. You don't God. even have to assign that. Yeah, that's It'll just, just happen. I was planning on doing that anyway. Like, all right, great. Work finished. <laughs> um, and uh, it got um, what did it get for me? It got it got most quotable specifically um, when when um, after after the uh, the famous sex scene happens and uh, Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis are are like having a talk. Uh, in the uh, studio and it becomes aware that that sex scene wasn't real. It was like some weird hallucination. And Mila Kunis is like, wait, you had a sex dream about me? And Allie Portman gets freaked out and walks away. And Mila Kunis just like calls after her. Was I good? Yeah. <laughs> so there was that, in, that. When he's like, Oh, you stayed over whatever. She's like, uh, unless you're like, was like named Rick and have a penis, then no, uh. <laughs> right? Like the, that whole interaction in the, in that scene was just so great and just such a weird like break from all the weirdness for just mm-hmm. like a, a slice of like genuine hilarious uh, back and forth. Yeah, she was she was delighted. She's like, "Oh my god, really? Like, tell me everything." <laughs> oh, yeah, no, <laughs> give me the details. <laughs> was I good? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's wonderful." So yeah, most quotable from that. And, um, 
uh, it tied for favorite special effects because, like, yeah, no, the, the all the effects that went into um, turning Natalie Portman into a damn bird, like, I, I thought it all looked amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I gave it. Uh, the only one it got for me was favorite poster. Uh, that's not to say I, you know, like I said, I, I enjoyed it, but right. a lot of the other ones just kind of hit the mark more for me. Right. Um, but that something about that poster, just like the makeup and the like the red eyes and everything, just like creepy yet alluring. I just yeah. I, I like it in general. I yeah, I almost gave it favorite poster just because there is, there's something weird about that poster. Like it's simple, but like there's something about it. That just hits weird, especially like when you look, you don't notice it at first, but when you look closer and you see that she's got like the red eyes mm-hmm. is particularly kind of striking. Ma, which was Nephi's pick. There you go. I fixed it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I picked this because honestly, I love Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's just kind of cool. Also, it's kind of she's um emmy oscar she's award-winning yes um and she's a she's a lead in a horror flick yeah she picked this she was interested in this like i think uh, she worked uh... with the director previously on the help actually okay wow all right that's interesting right that's what i thought too because i'm like i've seen the help yeah um that's that's quite a quite a difference of movies there yeah, sir. That's, a, that's a stark difference in films yeah but that's like cool yeah it is really cool actually considering he wrote something that like and and to like have an idea and just be like yeah i'm gonna go with it why not mm-hmm. um i mean i liked it until the very end oh, um yeah. and then at, at the very end i was just like of, of course she's insane why wouldn't she be insane why can't she just be i mean like insane but like i was hoping she just had no reason like i I was just kind of hoping she was just evil right and no she she was like damn it i just wanted her to be evil (laughs) well she was kind of evil but they gave her back. You didn't want the backstory. No, I kind of wanted her to be like an almost like Michael Myers level, like evil. Cause like, right. I feel like there's always got to be a backstory and I'm just like, man, I was kind of hoping she was just kind of crazy and it was just going to go there. Right. But instead they brought trauma into <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. They brought the sympathetic backstory. They did. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, dangus. <clears throat> See, that's interesting because I uh, the fact that they did the backstory and the the parent characters were such like a prominent factor in the story mm-hmm. is it surprised me and it, it was also one of the things that I really liked about it is that it's not just like the teens up to teen mischief getting into trouble and having to deal with uh, a psycho. Like, it also involves their parents just as much. And if anything, their parents are more at risk of becoming uh, victims than they are. Mm. Which I thought was an interesting twist on what would otherwise have been a pretty familiar motif uh, in horror. Um, And also, like, just the, the diversity of familiar faces, 
like Octavia Spencer being being one of them, but also Juliet Lewis. Um and Yeah, she was the one I noticed mainly. Yeah, and uh Luke Evans as the one like grown up popular douchebag guy. Like it was it was wild seeing him in this movie and um Missy Pyle as well as the grown up popular girl who when we first meet her really, really wants to have a dick in her mouth. That was the most aggressively yeah. enthusiastic blowjob I've seen. And he seen just shut out- it down. <laughs> yeah. The most aggressively enthusiastic blowjob I've seen outside of a porno film. Like, she really wanted that dick in her mouth. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of cool for me to see, like, the, the parent characters actually being given, like, real characters. Oh, that, uh, also, um, uh, Allison Janney from uh, West Wing. And a bunch of other stuff as the uh, veterinarian, like she's just randomly in the movie in like a little part. Uh, so yeah, all the all the random familiar faces. I was just like, God, fucking! Not everyone is in this movie, but a lot of people are in this movie. This random Blumhouse horror movie. Um, and uh, the the main chick looked super familiar uh, to me, Diana Silvers. Uh, it took me forever; I had to look her up. Uh, she's um, Steve Carell. She plays Steve Carell's daughter in Space Force. I'm probably like one of five people on the planet that's seen the Netflix original comedy show Space Force. It was pretty good, yo. It's I know of it, but I didn't see that one. It's like it's it's a weird one, right? Because like it's not great but if you give in and just like kind of start watching it it weirdly grows on you and you kind of become enamored with the characters plus it's got um john malkovich in it like just like camping it up and it's wonderful um but yeah diana silvers played steve carell's daughter in that which i really liked her in that so it was cool seeing her in this too yeah um and also randomly uh, I guess this is maybe going to be a recurring little mini segment called "Why the fuck can't Robert Eggers get his show a dick in his movies?" Because you see a dick in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. This random Blumhouse horror movie showed dick. Robert Eggers, for the life of him, despite making weird art house movies predominantly, which is traditionally where you would expect to see random dick can't get dick in his movies like i don't know man robert you gotta try harder i've seen so much dick in movies in the la- that have been made in like the last 10 years that it, it makes me happy because it used to be like you'd never see dick you're seeing dick more and more these days so mm-hmm. i don't see why robert eggers can't get get show some dick in his movies i don't know mm-hmm. maybe one day maybe one maybe, maybe in, it would be great if he got to show dick in nosferatu it would make me hilarious. so happy <laughs> i mean i bet you defoe would be more than happy to i think yeah i think because defoe was game when he when he did um antichrist with um mm-hmm. lars but lars was like willem we can't it's frighteningly huge it's too big <laughs> i believe that was the direct quote frighteningly large <laughs> i mean hey but yeah no that would be it- wonderful it can stay in Nosferatu because it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. Well, I mean, so is Antichrist, so. 
but maybe Lars was just because wow. in, in Antichrist, when you see it, it's or at least the first time you see it, it's entering a woman. So maybe Lars was just concerned for the actress, which is fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I guess that's just going to be a recurring segment. Anytime we get dick in one of these movies, and be like, why can't Robert Eggers get a dick in his movies? Like, come on. <laughs> can, do, can we start a change.org petition to get Robert Eggers a dick in his movies, please? Um... But yeah, overall, like, I enjoyed it. The movie has its flaws, though. Yeah. <laughs> and as... for, for starters, it's like an hour and ten minutes before any kills happen. And yeah. that's uh, a little much for me in a horror movie. Fair. See, I didn't even notice that, but that is fair. It wasn't the worst, but it, it, it was more like, when people started dying, I was like, I'm just curious. I'm going to check, because it's been right. a while. It, it did take a while to ramp up. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that now. But even more than that, like, my main issue is, like, there, again, and I feel like this is also a recurring thing, there are way too many goddamn subplots in this movie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's the get revenge against the people who bullied her subplot, the weird adult trying to be popular with teenagers plot, the stealing jewelry subplot that didn't go anywhere. Like, remember, it's like, oh, I lost my necklace. Oh, I lost my earrings. Like, that never goes anywhere. And it's yeah. never explained. Stuff. And then there was d- a, the random stealing jewelry subplot led into the late game random Munchausen by proxy sick daughter subplot, which also didn't really tie into anything and didn't really make a lot of sense. No. Uh, and then there was a random she's horned up for young boys subplot. There, there were a lot of subplots. There there were a lot of weird subplots, and yeah. So I I I don't have an answer to <laughs> any of that. Unfortunately, I I'm pretty sure it's one of those situations where, um, uh, da 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 da. Tate Taylor. There we go. That's the director. Yes. Like it was kind of in one of those situations where he could kind of do what he want because he already wrote some pretty cool stuff before that made this this studio money. Right. Well, he didn't and, write this. Oh. Yeah, Scotty Landis wrote this, which I don't I don't know Scotty Landis. Let's see. What have you done, Scotty? I don't know Scotty either. Apparently, he doesn't know. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, he's a writer <laughs> on uh, Workaholics. Okay. That's interesting. I never saw Workaholics, but I've, I've heard yeah. it's quite funny. Oh, it's it, Workaholics is fantastic. Yeah, definitely worth checking yeah, out. Yeah, I've nice. seen Workaholics. Yeah, Workaholics is um, it's I'd almost put it up there with like American, like stoner office. Like if everybody in the office was stoned. Yeah, it's okay. it's it's yeah, it's stoner type stuff. It's yeah, very much like. Guys in their mid twenties work at a call center and just want to get high and drunk and bang chicks, but they have no game, so they can just get high and drunk, and then <laughs> okay. and then hilarity ensues. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty good summation of it. But it, yeah, it's it's very lowbrow kind of like dick and fart jokes, but very fun. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to lowbrow dick and fart jokes. 
They still uh, make me laugh because I'm 12 in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's just the kind of humor you need. Sometimes yeah. you need real humor. Sometimes you need dick and fart humor. Sometimes you need highbrow. You gotta humor. diversify your humor. Yeah. Make it all well Diversified. It's called a di- diversified business portfolio. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. A diversified comedy portfolio. There we go. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I I I thought Ma was gonna be most quotable, which is why it got most quotable for me if I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Oh, that was I your was... guess for uh, us picking most quotable? Yeah, because I can't remember anything from anything like <laughs> specifically like specific like phrase it. Right. Oh, I, I'm a visual person. I'm all right with that. I guessed wrong. I feel I should have quote. I should have guessed. Actually, I don't know what I should have guessed. Um, I suppose it would have been, it would have been Shutter Island. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been Shutter Island. I, I just didn't. <laughs> um, I feel like at this point, since that's how you're doing most quotable, if you ever like, like get it right. <laughs> Like, I feel like that should be, like, a bonus 10 points to your movie or something like that. No, it should be a bonus 10 points to whichever movie I picked properly. I mean, either way. Like, it just feels like since that, like, you're turning it into a mini game. Like, it feels like you should get a <laughs> it's reward. my own personal mini game because my short-term memory retention is so shitty. <laughs> well, if you ever want to, like... You use a cheat sheet. Most of the time, IMDb does have a quotes section that you can peruse. If you, you know what I do, <laughs> yeah, I I would, but like I like to know if it if it sticks out to me, then I pick it. Right. But like for the most part, I'm very visual. It, yeah. it takes me a couple watchings to actually remember like what the people say sometimes, depending on the movie. Right. Um. But yeah. Uh, no, I'm good with it being a little mini game. I was wrong though, so like. <laughs> I guess I take away point. I don't know. There's no yeah, punishment I mean... for losing, but I feel like if you win, there should be like a little like bonus five points. There like, we go. Yeah, I'm good with bonus, bonus five. <laughs> bonus five sounds reasonable. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, that also like depends on like I- I'll have to remember that I said that we're doing that. So I'll if it happens, if it happens next it... month. <laughs> I'll start adding it Remind to my Remind me. Yeah. Like, in my little tally points. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll just, I'll just add, uh, I'll add, like, a little sub thing to my thing that says, you know, bonus points, don't forget if, if I got it. Yeah, okay. That, that would majority qu- made it most quotable. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, that was all Ma got for me, though, like. I love Octavia Spencer, but even oh yeah, and she was great. Like movie. all the performances, I thought were really good. the The story was just even the performances just could not save this movie, unfortunately. The yeah, there was a lot of yeah confusing subplot nonsense, but at the same, like I felt like it was a breath of fresh air to me because uh, when I was doing the horror holiday challenge last year, I watched like like because i haven't seen like a huge amount of blumhouse horror outside of like the halloween movies and like i guess get out is was blumhouse released maybe 
So like, but I like Blumhouse has put out like a whole slew of horror movies in the last few years. I haven't really watched that many of them, to my knowledge. But I wound up watching two for the horror holiday challenge because inexplicably Blumhouse has released two Thanksgiving horror movies. Um, Pilgrim and Flesh and Blood. Um, both on Hulu, randomly. Um, so so I watched those and no, I watched three, so I watched those two, and then I watched one that was called Pookie, which was like a Christmas mascot horror movie. It was like, what if Megan was like a Furby, and the dude that dressed up as him went insane? <laughs> um, and quite frankly, I found all three of them to be almost insufferably bad with how, like, the, the, mo- the overall motif seemed to be like, very like the movie itself was so overabundantly a horror movie mm-hmm. that like there could be a scene of like random character is having a cup of coffee in a Starbucks, but the way it's filmed and or the music that's accompanied with it is like the most intense like horror movie shit ever, even though nothing is happening. And the whole movie is like that. (laughs) Or the other recurring theme was like, obviously evil person is being obviously evil. And yet all or everyone around them is oblivious to the fact that they're clearly fucking evil. Or the one person that's not oblivious is trying to tell the other people like, hey, I've got a bad feeling about this, this clearly evil motherfucker. And everyone else is like, Oh, you're just being silly. While the intense music is, the horror movie music is playing, and the violin, like the <laughs> the shit that you were talking about earlier, Kettle, with the the like the annoying violins, like that. It's just pure generic that. Yeah. When nothing is happening except for this clearly evil character is being evil, but nobody believes that the evil character is evil, and like that was the recurring theme in like all three of those Blumhouse horror movies. So that's kind of what I was expecting going into this one. So to see Octavia Spencer play like she's clearly not like she starts out incredibly normal and like nice and friendly, and she slowly gets more and more weird and evil as the movie progresses like it had balance it had fucking tact that's what it was all the other blumhouse horror movies that i watched they had no fucking tact this movie had tact and i think that impressed me coming from a blumhouse horror movie given what i had seen before Mm-hmm. yeah i can i can understand that um so yeah i, I probably enjoyed it more it, because of that wasn't oh, blumhouse wasn't Blumhouse the one that used to do like the ripoff movies? No, that's Asylum. Oh right. Which My Asylum is like low budget camp. Like they Asylum knows what they are. <laughs> like and they have uh-huh. fun with it. And occasionally they, cr- they crank out like really like great quality. Like Z Nation is still the best zombie mm. show ever. It beats The Walking Dead hands down in my eyes. Because Z Nation actually like has fun and like has like a goal that they 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 have a fucking plot that's like more deeper and interesting than random people wander through zombie apocalypse before running into really bad people and then defeating really bad people 
only to walk five feet and encounter even worse bad people. And then repeat and repeat and repeat. That's so. life. I guess so, but like, I, I don't want to watch that. Like, I got to deal with that when I'm living. <laughs> it just happens regardless. Yeah, yeah. I just, right? like, I don't need any more excuses to be more nihilistic. Like, give me Z Nation where you get occasionally get Bill Mosley as a military guy with a fucking rocket launcher and he's insane. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is fun. Or a zombie bear. Give me the zombie bear, motherfucker. <laughs> Can you take a zombie bear? He couldn't. He couldn't take the zombie bear. Uh, sorry, no. Z Nation is wonderful. So <laughs> that's my recommendation. Highly recommend. Hi highly recommend Z Nation. Uh, let's see. What is, Ma got some stuff for me. He got favorite poster. Maybe I was trying to run counter because like every other poster was a close-up of the main character's face. And uh, nephew went against that grain, but I, <laughs> but I do also like really like even though the poster is like huge spoilers for the movie, I do like how creepy that poster is. When you really mm -hmm. start looking at what it's displaying, it's really fucking creepy. It is. I love it though. Like I know it's kind of spoiled it a little bit, but I was like, I don't care. Yeah, but see, having not seen it, it I didn't really look at it that closely, so I didn't realize it was a spoiler until after the movie. That's good. Yeah, I, I didn't look too deep into it either. Like, yeah. I, I saw when you posted it, I was like, okay, that's the poster for Ma. And then when I after I'd watched everything and was doing my sheet, I was like, oh, wait, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, like, from the very end of the movie. Yeah. Um, And I do like how, how brutal it gets and how she tortures them at the end of the movie, too. Like, it, right? it gets pretty extreme. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, sewing lips together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, favorite poster, uh, it tied for favorite music, because I did enjoy the music in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did give it most entertaining. I, I was entertained by it, by, by all the weirdness and, like, all the familiar faces playing, like, kind of, uh, weird or not-so-weird characters, and, like, I don't know, there's just something about it that, that really entertained me. It did not get anything from me. Uh, it was all in all, it was it was a very okay movie. Like I didn't hate it, yeah. didn't love it. Just very yeah, middle of the road. Definitely had its flaws. Did have some enjoyable enjoyable bits, but yeah, on the whole, it was it was very okay. Yeah, yeah I get that. I feel that. And yeah, nephew, you just gave it most quotable. <laughs> no, I mean I love Octavia Spencer. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but like. Again, as I as I done did doth stated, not even she could save the the plot of this film. <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose that brings us to the last movie, which is Smile from twenty twenty, just last year, which is Captain's mm -hmm. pick. Oh, it certainly was a pick. Um... <laughs> it it do be. So yeah, I uh, I picked this just because it fit the category. It was more recent and i'd been wanting to see it so i was like sure why not this will be a fun time <laughs> i i i, I mean i smile i i spoiled this for boone a little bit when we were hanging out last week but this movie scared the fucking shit out of me yeah. like yep. oh my god yep. <laughs> because it, it fits into that category for me of horror movies in which you can do literally everything right and it does not matter if if you happen to be the poor soul that witnesses whatever suicide or murder or whatever, it's with you until you do something about it. And oh my god, yeah, 
it, it is that type of horror that just terrifies me. And yeah, that specifically just that whole intro sequence, the from the poster, the, you know, the lady that comes in there immediately just cuts her own throat. That whole sequence is yeah, like that jump started the whole whole movie. I'm just like, oh my god, like what did I even pick for this? What did what I get I myself done? into? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to the point where like I I uh, oh man, I almost regret my poster choice. Now I see that face, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time. I did really like the movie. It was just fucking scary. <laughs> right? I mean, imagine that, a horror movie that actually scares you. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, because after that, that night, like, I was just hanging out by myself, like, you know, I'm walking in the kitchen, and it's dark. I'm just like, I sure hope I don't see some, like, crazy lady staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, one, this one fucking shook me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, was shook surprisingly very effective. Um, like not, not hugely like, and I saw a lot of people talking, talking about it when it came out last year about how it like, it's not particularly original. Uh, like it's very, very evocative of the ring. Uh, yeah. Very evocative of it follows, but, but it's still like, it capitalizes on what made those movies or at least the ring. I, I, don't like it follows i just i just saw that i think I, we talked about it last month briefly yeah i don't think it followed like this is it follows but like they actually fucking do shit all right like they actually do shit and they make it fucking terrifying i want to uh, read the book for it follows oh there was a book for it was there a book mm, for it follows i thought it was or let the white right one in i think is the one i'm talking I'm okay let the right yeah. one in is fucking good yeah yeah um but yeah, no. It, it, it you if you've seen Smile and you haven't seen It Follows, you don't have to watch It Follows, because It Follows is basically the same premise or general concept as Smile, only for three fourths of the movie, literally nothing happens. Mm. It's just it's just morose teenagers sitting around doing nothing, fully aware that one of their group is cursed, but just sitting around doing jack shit. And, okay. and yeah, it's it's really frustrating. But again, we're not here to talk about it follows. <laughs> so smile. Yeah, no, I was I was very surprised at just how effectively unnerving and creepy it was and how um it's it's weird, right? Cause like it seems like it should be like one of those generic like PG thirteen spooky horror movies that comes out, but I don't. I, I believe was this R. I believe this. Oh, was it was R. definitely yeah, an R. This is yeah, R. Rate. So was Ma. R. Like we're getting like a slow. Like it kind of snuck up on me, but we're getting a pretty consistent flow of studio R rated studio horror. That's not bad. Like it may not yeah. be the most original stuff, but like it's pretty well done. Um, and it's, it's not afraid to like go to some really fucked up places, but not in the, the sense of like a torture porn where it just kept mm -hmm. getting more gory and more extreme. And I love a torture porn too, but like, it really does just hit the formula of like, like, let's see how gory we can make it like this. Like there was gore in this, but like, it really wasn't, it was a lot more psycho again, psychological, um, shocker on psychological horror month. I know, 
but like it was a lot more cerebral and and in unsettling in that respect and a lot more dealt with a lot more serious shit mm. um and on top of that, like, this is now two months in a row that we get to watch a, a modern Kyle Gallner horror movie. I love my boy Kyle! <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I enjoyed him in this one, too, and after yeah. seeing him in, uh, what was it, Cleansing Hour last yeah. month, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep an eye out for this guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that we just spontaneously got two Kyle Gallner movies back-to-back. Um, also, this was the one that, uh, intro, or, uh, established this month's uh secret surprise mini theme for the month which is injuries to fingernails oh no or toenails like it, like bad stuff happening to because the it, it was in uh black swan there was some tense fingernail uh injuries in that too and then also in this one mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah i did like the uh when they're having she gets dragged out to the dinner with uh, her sister, and they're just badgering her about inane bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's that whole thing of, like, yeah, someone killed himself in front of you today. Anyway, let's go out to dinner with your sister, and it's like, we should still do that. Yeah. Are you doing okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Like, really? Why haven't you sold the house yet? And, and like, all this inane bullshit to the point that she finally tells him to shut the fuck up, and I'm like, she has a point. She's not out of mm-hmm. line. These people very much do need to shut the fuck up. They Good lord. Uh, I was also um, remarked on how many times is this movie going to scare Rose into breaking glassware? Bitch is going to need be down to Dixie Cups by the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, get this bitch a Dixie Cup? <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, they commented on it. It's true. They, the like, r- like... 30 seconds or like a few minutes after I, I wrote that note, he's like, Rose, did you break another glass? I'm like, all right. So at least they're self-aware that she's continuing to break glasses. Right. Um, it did raise a good point though. Uh, if Rose is, is holding a knife, is it still a knife or is it considered a thorn at that point? Oh, uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Which which led into, oh no, dead cat for a present. That's a bad present. No. Bad present. Oh God, I hated that present. so much. R.I.P. Mustache. Yeah, Mustache. You will not be forgotten. No, I I noped out of this movie. Um, which which then led to Rose freaking out and smashing through a glass coffee table. At which point, Jesus Christ, keep all glass objects away from Rose forever. Yeah, Rose oh my and God, glass things, thing. bad combo. It's a bad fucking combo. Also, why, why was there a random property brother in this movie? Uh, her sister's husband, did he not look like one of the property brothers to anyone else? Is that just it, me? I, it didn't come to me in the moment, but now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> Because just throughout the movie, I mean, that guy was just so forgettable. I'm like, oh, that's just like the weakling husband that gets pushed around. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, also, like, one, one of the coolest jumps, an instance of a jump scare being pretty effectively cool that satisfied me. The twisty head car window jump scare. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one. Uh, effective and, ooh, just creepy. But- 
I knew something something was off because yeah, after that interaction, I was like, "There's no way the sister is coming back out." Like right. that ended too awfully. But then yeah, just like ostrich necking around and like, yeah. "What you doing there?" <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Yeah, <laughs> neck looking like fucking Natalie Portman's from Black Swan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now again, kind of, not not as egregious as as Ma's infinite number of subplots. The movie does get get to a point where there's obvious filler. That being when when Rose finally goes to goes to Kyle, to for help, and he's weirded out but helpful. And yeah, he helps her a little bit, and then she leaves him to go systematically try to get help from everyone else who she should probably know at this point are just going to think she's crazy and they're not going to help her. Yeah. Before looping back around and being like, all right, I guess I'll get Kyle to help me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that, that even though it, it is in that segment that we get really cool, twisty head car window jump scare. So it did, it was not without, you know, some benefit, but that whole segment was just like, yeah, clearly they're just gonna think she's nuts, and they're not gonna help her. Like, why? Why did you just give Kyle the bum rush? Like, he he was weirded out, but he was clearly down to help you. Like, why did you just ghost his ass? Cause she rude. Yeah. Uh. And he still helps, and he continues to help to his and detriment. It just, yeah, I was say, and it just fucks him over he, in the he, end. He should not have helped. Nope. To the point that, like, it, it is interesting, because, like, there's a moment there, especially when she goes looking for help elsewhere, that, like, in my mind, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get him to help you. He wants to help. Like, clearly, that's your light, and he's a cop, too, so he can get, he can get you to places and, and, like, really assist. Like, what are you doing? And then the movie gets to a point when you're, like, where he's still trying to help, and you're like, Kyle, no. Kyle, don't. Yeah. Kyle, stop. <laughs> this is not... you. No, she's figured this out. She knows what she needs to do. Stay the fuck away from her. Yeah. <laughs> Leave her be. Um, but, of course, no. So, I, I liked how they, they did that twist. Uh, and, and the monster, once we get to see the monster, too. Holy I, shit. Fuck, I love that monster design. Yeah. So creepy. And it is one of those things, like... Because it's at that point where we do see the monster, and it's like things are really just coming to an end there. Um, mm-hmm. I do kind of like it sometimes when a movie is just like, yeah, you know what? The bad guy wins. This is yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, there, there is he's, no escape. Yeah, he's getting got. Now he uh, is going to off be off and having that whole curse. And, mm-hmm. well, it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, it just it just keeps on looping. Which I imagine, like, what, what this, uh, this, this was successful. I'm sure this was successful. Uh, fairly so. Like, I mean, I, I heard a lot of buzz about it, which is really yeah. mainly why I picked it. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I've been wanting to see this anyway. So, Let's see what, what is it? Bu- budget? Of, yeah, no, we're getting, we're definitely going to be getting Smile too. Almost undoubtedly, budget of 17 mil pulled in over 200 mil. Ooh, yeah. We're likely getting smile too, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> second the second smile. The smiling. <laughs> yeah, the smile too a, a vague smirk or something. Yeah. Know, something silly. Um 
something else I, I enjoyed like throughout it, uh, I guess during the hospital scenes and stuff is uh, we had Cal Penn in there as That's like right. the head of uh, psychiatry, which yeah. was pretty cool. It's always nice. And then to that see whole Cal Penn. Yeah, that whole scene where uh, you know she thinks she's like she finally figured out she's like oh i'm gonna go kill and like get the thing out of me so she goes and kills the other guy that's always committed in there and then he comes in and he's like oh what did you do and then like starts pulling off his face oh Ugh. yeah fuck yeah that just <laughs> i forgot about that oh yeah yeah i know that was very cool all right well now for you gonna you gonna let the <laughs> i was gonna say the cat out of the bag oh no that's not uh, no. rip mustache. Oh, <laughs> mustache. Yeah, I didn't finish this movie. I stopped it halfway through because, uh, well, I, I, I could, once, once she couldn't find the fucking cat, I was like, hold on a second. I need, I need to pause this. Because I start, so I tried watching it first by myself, got through the opening scene, said, nope, not watching this alone. Waited till I could watch it with Trap. Mm -hmm. Made it through the opening scene. Regretted making it through the opening oh, scene. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and it just continued to go downhill. I will say that they depict it depict uh, walking in on a uh, overdose suicide very accurate. Um, it 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 reminded me of walking in on my mother mm -hmm. uh the first or second time she tried to commit suicide so um yeah i couldn't finish it for that i'm not mad at the movie for it though did a great fucking job right. it did a wonderful job i'm not mad that the subject matters in there i'm not I can't be like it's it's the fact that they touched on it. I'm I'm glad that they did. It's not something that shouldn't be in media. People need to talk about it. It's something that fucking happens. Right. It's something that parents do to their fucking kids. Right. And it's shitty and it's horrible, but they do it. Um and uh but once once I realized the cat was like I mean, like, pets in a horror like, movie, it never goes well. well this sucks. Well, well, <laughs> well, no, like, with just how graphic the movie had been to that point. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if my brain can handle Dead Cat right now. Especially mm -hmm. if it's going to be on screen. And I feel like it's going to be on screen. And we get yeah. to the birthday party. And I'm like, hold on. So I looked it up real quick. And I'm like, oh, God, no. I'm just skipping forward, like, five minutes. And then mm. I just, I just couldn't, I started like, it, it just like, it bothered me actually for like a few days. Yeah. Um, and then like, but I, I paused it and like, I, I immediately walked into Indy's office and I was like, can I, can I just have a hug? I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie fucked with me. Like, and that's like, to me, honestly, if I can't finish a horror movie, You've kind of done your job, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say shit. I really picked one, huh? Yeah. I mean, not that like, um, not that like, you know, it's good that I couldn't finish their movie or that that was their intended purpose. Right. <laughs> like, of course they wanted. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Their fucking thing. But like they did, they did a, a a very good job, and I liked that they, uh, at, at least in my opinion, 
um, with at least the setup, they over dramatized, I believe, other aspects of it, in my opinion. But like, yeah. um, you know, for 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 the for the most part, like it, there were no punches pulled with that. Um, no. Her, while I also enjoyed seeing an interracial couple on screen, and I like yeah. how it's becoming more and more common, actually, which is which is real cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. Why why do you have to be a dick? Like <laughs> come on. Like we're we're making progress, but come on. Uh, like, I, I guess I was Oh. Yeah. Ha, oh, have either of y'all watched the the show The Boys? Oh, that's where I know that motherfucker from. He's, train. He's the speedster. Yeah. The whole the whole movie I'm just like, "Yep, that's A-Train just that's, being an that asshole." Is A-Train being an <laughs> well, at least he didn't like try to like give Rose, like, a, an extreme overdose on heroin. Like, at least he didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? God, I was right. wondering why he looked so familiar. Yeah, that is fucking A-Train. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of the fun when we were watching it. Just like, oh, this this just fits his character, of course, yeah. yeah. A-Train went and, you know, got a different career after uh, being a soup, and now he's just a I guess still kind of an asshole, but yeah. in a suit. <laughs> he's not a soup, he's a suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's still a dick. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. that also, I think, just lends itself to, like, the like. there's a lot, like, even though, like, the movie did, like, a lot of the familiar horror tropes, I think, really, really well to mm-hmm. make it stand on its own. There is a lot of familiar horror tropes, and, like, like I said, it's very The Ring, it's very about And, like, the, the trope of, like, the unhelpful, disbelieving kind of dickhead husband, like that is a trope, and thankfully, like I've seen it getting used less. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's still there. Um, yeah, and especially like at the very least, I'm just thankful that they didn't like segue too incredibly hard into like a love triangle subplot, even though there kind of was one there between Rose and her husband and Rose and and Kyle's character. Yeah. Like there was kind of one there, but like they didn't really they they didn't like slow down the movie. They they did they did the proper no time for love, Dr. Jones. Method <laughs> of like it's there, it's in the background, but it's mostly just like character history at this point. As mm-hmm. to like it, it, I think that's really there just so that like when she goes and asks for Kyle's help that he's just like what? Who are you? Go away. Yeah, I'm just like, I just oh, interviewed after I interviewed you after that one crime. That's all our history, whatever. Yeah. Instead, it ties into like, okay, yeah, I actually care about this person. Okay, I'll look more into these files and follow the chain of suicides back and all that. Like, it makes sense. And yeah, it's it's just kind of a thing. It's there, but they don't waste too much time on it, which I certainly appreciate. Yeah. And it also felt, at least like Rose's relationship with him felt very reminiscent of um, um, Naomi Watts' character's relationship with the the random dude from the ring that she gets help with that's like they were an item he's the father of her child but they're separated but they still have a history even though they're not fucking no more like right. they, it felt like that kind of a, a of a dynamic um which again a very reminiscent of the ring at least the american one um so yeah but yeah, no, A train of fucking the A stands for asshole. Oh, it does, yeah. <laughs> I gave it favorite kill. 
trying to think. I mean, that opening scene one stands yeah. the strongest for sure. Because, like, yeah, no, that opening scene. Whoo, that's a, that's how you start a fucking movie, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh also scariest obviously uh sleeper hit because again like i yeah i'd heard some stuff about it but didn't really know anything didn't really expect that much from it so it, it did like surprise me with how much i i really enjoyed it and how effective it was uh tied for favorite music i really like the the tunes in this one and uh tied for favorite special effects because the effects were real good <laughs> Especially that monster at the end. But that's all I got it. Got for it. Yeah. Uh Nephi. Uh it got favorite kill for me. Mm-hmm. Uh because the kill at the end, while deeply disturbing, was amazing. Right. Um Man, people's smiles are creepy. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, something creepy about uh, a goddamn smile. Uh, it got favorite poster for me because, well, that well, smile will be creepy. Yeah. And it got favorite music because that little, like, chitter mm-hmm. before something goes wrong is, is that with the goose pimples are just, like, combined. Mm-hmm. And it's a horrible, horrific motion in my head but yeah even though i couldn't finish it like it still got a lot of categories for me which yeah just just to like give props to to that opening scene and that that creepy ass smile i believe that was caitlin stacy mm-hmm. like well done caitlin fucking scary as shit girl <laughs> yeah well because yeah for me it was mainly that juxtaposition because like two minutes earlier she was terrified like more than anybody it's like you've ever seen and then just all of a sudden she looks over and it's like oh there's the smile oh what you doing with that broken vase oh oh no yeah <laughs> this is this is not going how i wanted it to no this is going very poorly oh god oh it, 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 I, it got several for me as well <laughs> uh yeah favorite kill because of that that intro scene like favorite is maybe not the best word for it but effective. like effective effective yeah, yeah. Uh, the scariest, because kind of as I mentioned, it's the whole like, if you just happen to see it, you're fucked. Like, yeah, like that one you know, was I can't remember whoever like they were just pumping their goddamn gas, man. Yeah, and the guy comes with the the uh garden shears and just like stat. Yeah, he's just I was just minding my own damn business, filling up my tank, brother. Mm-hmm. Why you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Sleeper Hit, because, yeah, this one, like, I figured it was probably going to be pretty good, given the buzz I had heard, but I went in fairly blind, and holy shit. And then, yeah, favorite special effects, because, like, oof, yeah, the monster, the kills, the just general unease of everything, like, it it hit all the right spots to make me want to shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I suppose now we can do ranked and our custom category for this month, which is best mind fuck. <laughs> so for me, ranked uh, number one, Black Swan. Uh, number two, Shutter Island. Number three, Smile. Number four, Ma. It was a very close. Like like for my personal rankings, because I do like one out of tens. Like uh, 
Black Swan, Shutter Island are both 9 out of 10s for me. Uh, Smile and Ma are both 8 out of 10s. Ma might bump down to a 7 out of 10. Smile might bump up to a 9 out of 10. Like, it's right on the <laughs> That's like, a, I gotta watch it a second time to decide. Yeah. But, so everything highly rated uh, this month from me. Uh, and then Best Mindfuck, number one, Shutter Island, especially once I put together my own pet theory. Because, <laughs> because if you follow along with that pet theory and you believe it, fuck! That is one hell of a mindfuck. Uh, number two, Black Swan, because the mindfuck of, like, is she, is she turning into a goddamn bird? Did she kill Mila Kunis? Did she kill someone else? Did she kill herself? Like, what's going on? Love the mindfuckery in that. Uh, number three, Smile. Uh, different kind of mindfuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wasn't really all that confused as to what the hell was going on, but, like, yeah, people's minds were definitely fucked in that movie. Uh, and then, and then Ma in last place, because not, not a huge amount of mindfuckery, a little, a taste of mindfuckery, but, but not a huge amount. Mostly the mindfuckery of which subplot are we in right now, and, and why does it matter? Yeah, how do I follow this thread? Yeah, so that was the ones I gave it. Uh, Neffy. Ranked movies were Black Swan, uh, Ma, just simply because, like, I really do enjoy Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Uh, Shutter Island, and then Smile, just simply because I could not finish it. <laughs> um, Best Mindfuck was Smile, because I could not finish it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, Black Swan, because of the goose pimples. Uh, Shutter mm. Island, because I do remember the first time where I watched it, and I was like, bruh. Mm-hmm. mind was blown splattered all over the walls it's it terrible um somehow i put myself back together and then ma <laughs> was not really i guess a mind fuck as like because like the story lost me a little bit by the time it got to the part where it could have been mind fucky yeah you know it so was, was mind fucky like, in a confusing way which is not like not in a positive confusing way it was just kind of yeah muddied yeah, so like, da, 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 da. <laughs> there's my list. Yeah, kettle. Uh, let's see here. So for my ranked movies, I went uh, Shutter Island, Smile, Black Swan, and then Ma. Everything this month was fairly solid. Like, like I said, Ma was a little Ma was meh. Is how I'd give my <laughs> review. <laughs> Ma, like, um, meh. Yeah, Ma. Yeah. Uh, and then for the mind fucks, uh, it went Shutter Island, Black Swan, Smile, and Ma. Oh, yeah. Alright, now we get the points! And the, and the Danks scores. Yeah, <laughs> give us the Danks. Yeah. Uh, I did a little bit different, like, because typically if I see, like, a mass of, like, corpses or whatever, or a bunch of, like, a bunch of rapid kills previously if i couldn't count them fast enough i would just do an automatic plus five i did a little bit like i, I abandoned that with shutter island because it's like that's clearly way more than five and that feels unfair so i'm just gonna like count as many as i can and guesstimate so this isn't a this isn't an accurate count it could very well be higher but based on my rough generous guesstimations i put a put shutter islands kill count 
at 120. Because there are multiple piles of bodies, like especially in the, the World War II concentration camp flashbacks. There's a lot of bodies. Um, so so that, that kill count of 120, at this point, highest kill count ever, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, nudity count of three, drug count of zero. Because again, drugs were taken, but the prescription or authorized by, by a doctor. I don't know if I ever clarified how I count the drugs. but No, I don't think so. Okay, so how I count the drug count is a recreational drug or even a prescription drug taken with the taken consensually with the purpose to achieve a high. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is drugged, like non-consensually, I don't count it. Just like I wouldn't count a rape scene for the sex count. Um, right. Or if someone is taking a prescription medication. Say someone's just taking their blood pressure medicine that yeah, doesn't count like, as, you know, getting lit. <laughs> exactly. Like, taking drugs with the intent to get hot. Yeah. That's that's how I count the drugs. Uh, okay. Alcohol count, two. Uh, sex count is zero. For a total dank score of 125. Probably the highest base score we've ever had. Or one of the highest, at the very least, just because of all the dead bodies. Uh, Black mm-hmm. Swan, kill count of one. Uh, drug count of one. And that one was, again, to speak of how I count, the, it was hard for me to determine whether or not I should count Natalie Portman's character drinking the spiked alcoholic drink with the X in it as a drug count. Because she did not technically consent to it, but she saw it being poured in. And she acknowledged it was in there before she she took the drink, so that was kind of a form of consent. But not I, really. I think that but counts. Not, like to count? me, that was. Do you think that counts? I I interpreted that as like she saw it happen. Was like, is that that good good in there? And then drank it. Okay, then drug counted too. Uh, and presum- good, presumably good the the dudes <laughs> were on. He saw it happen. She did see it happen, and then especially it was specifically when she looks at Mila Kunis and says. It only lasts a couple hours. It's only going to be a couple hours, right? Yep. Indicating that she knows there's drugs in it. Fuck it. I'm going to have a good time. Like, yep. That's that's how I saw that. I was on the fence, but if there's a consensus that it counts, it counts. Okay. So, drug counted to even though Sebastian Stan and his friend were clearly under the influence, we did not see them consume the drugs. Therefore, it doesn't count. Uh, Alcohol count of nine. Bit of boozing going on. Uh, And a sex count of four. Both, both, uh, you know, hallucinatory, lesbianic sex, and also just masturbatory sex. Uh, mm-hmm. So for a total dank score of fifteen, ma kill count of four, nudity count of two, including one wang doodle, drug <laughs> count of five. There was there was some reefer smokage going on during those parties. Uh, alcohol count of 25 because those parties were proper parties and you saw motherfuckers drinking. Oh, yeah. Uh, sex count of two. What was the second one? There was Missy Pyle giving the blowjob in, in the car. I can't remember what the second one was. But I imagine it was in there somewhere. Uh, so, thanks score of 38. Pretty high score, thanks to all the boozing. Uh, smile. Kill count of six. Nudity count of zero. Drug count of zero. Alcohol count of seven. Bit of drinking. 
and sex count is zero. So Dank score a thirteen. <laughs> but that's just fun points. Those don't matter. None of this matters. Uh, let's see here. Proper points. Proper uh, ranking points. Uh, in fourth place, uh, probably not a surprise at this point, Ma with 32 mm-hmm. points. See, I told you. What did I tell you earlier? Yeah. Ma, Ma came in f- deep fourth place. The rest of them, it was fucking close. So, third place, uh, Black Swan with 79 points. Damn. And then we jump straight to first place with 92 points. Smile. Oh, fuck. Yeah, with Shutter Island coming in in second place with 83 points. So it it was close. And for a minute there, Black Swan was in the lead. Which is even crazier. Hey, hey Kettle, is there anybody you'd like to thank? Anybody you'd like to give a shout out to for your successes, for your wins? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? You know, like a like an award and a, speech. An award speech? Award oh, yeah. Speech. Yeah, speech, speech, speech. speech. <laughs> uh, I, oh, no, I don't know. I wasn't expecting this at all. I, I got to pull up the, I got to pull up the master list now, oh, man. Shit. shit. This did not, uh, I was expecting Shutter Island to win. Yeah, it was close. Like what, like nine point difference between them? Yeah. Gotcha, because I was looking at it, I was like, oh, based on a video game, I think it looks like you did that for the spoop, but... Uh... Early last year, I believe, yeah. And we did the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City and Detention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, would y'all be amenable to doing that again? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Alright, yeah, because I mean, I can go with uh, something that's not that, and I reckon I'll go with the... Uh... The first Silent Hill movie, because that okay. one was pretty fun. It's been a while I'm since doing, I've seen it. I'm doing the Silent Hill movie because I've been wanting to watch it. Wait, what are you doing? I want to do the second Silent Hill movie. <laughs> We're just gonna do the Silent Hill movies. All right. Well, there's hey, not I mean, four of them, unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. But like, yeah, no, that'd be fun. We've never done that. Be- well, no, we we've never done that before. No. We almost did it. Year one with with if my plan for March had gone through, where I'm just like, let's just watch Leprechaun one through four. Oh yeah! But everyone was like, no, don't do that. We don't want to watch all the Leprechaun movies. And then you know, now now people mother- now motherfucking movie. regret that shit because the Leprechaun movies are actually kind of bangers. Yeah, <laughs> they actually are. You know what? This is gonna be one of those like mother motherfuckers always be like that ain't a horror movie but i count it because it's about big monsters i'm gonna go with 2018's rampage because it's also like it's i i got it on blu-ray a while back and i've yet to watch it so i've been meaning to watch it anyway (laughs) i suppose we will find out what fish's pick is later Mm mm-hmm I guess that'll do it for the Spook Show for February. There you have it. Thanks to our super unbeatable scientific process, we've determined the single greatest psychological horror film of all time forever. It's Smile. <laughs> you think we did it. We did it. We solved it. <laughs> if you think there's a better one, though, uh, you can let me know what it is over on Twitter 
at Boon Scrublord. Uh, and until the spook show comes around again, this is your humble reminder to get melted. XOX.